Welcome to the She's Brave podcast, where I help women be brave and go after what they really want in life. I'm Tiffany, certified coach and counselor, here to help guide you on this journey. Are you as happy as I am that we have stepped out into a new year? I am so happy that we're in 2021. Um, It feels like a year, not only but of healing, but of possibility, rebuilding and growth. So I am so excited for 2021 and I hope you are too. I plan to do so many different things. And this year I decided not to do a new year's resolution, but instead to do like an intention for how I want to show up this year and yeah just really how I want to show up and what I want to do differently this year so what do you want to do differently in this year 2021 so think about that and I wouldn't say that resolutions are bad I would just say that um, I know a lot of us make them and then we forget about them in like February or March so If you want something a little bit simpler, what is your intention for this year? Because that's something that you can carry along with you the whole year. And when you get off track, you can always go back and look at it. So um, let me get off of that for a second. But I've been talking to a lot of, of my business friends and we decided that 2020 was such a disaster that we really are joining forces to help you make 2021 the year 2020 should have been, but better. So um, really quickly, we're going to be having a couple of workshops, free workshops, virtual workshops. Of course, we're still doing everything virtually, but Chaos to Clarity is the first one I'm going to be doing with Caitlin Parsons. Um, It's three steps to creating a happier and purpose-driven year. So if you want more information about that, you can find that in the show notes. And then also be brave, bold, and break through your fears in 2021. I'll be holding that January 23rd um, with Amy Murakami. You can find information about that below. But for today, I am so excited. I'm always so happy to talk to people. And I love that the podcast gives me an opportunity to have these really real and really honest conversations. So Today, I have Brandy. She's a certified holistic wellness coach. She works with women struggling with adrenal fatigue and chronic stress to cultivate intentional living, purpose, and peace. She's also the host of Life on Purpose. So, Brandy believes that balancing peace with hustle isn't just a novelty, it's a commitment to focusing on what matters most and eliminating what is useless and takes up too much space. So I know we can all resonate with that. Um, So she believes that your struggles are just as important as your successes and both are worthy of sharing and celebrating that being able to give back to others starts first by believing you are worthy of investing in yourself um, and that honoring your body doesn't have to happen overnight, but that you could start taking small steps today to living a more fulfilled, helpful life, and that we should all be living on purpose. So you can see from what she believes and what she's doing that I had to have her on our, on this podcast with us today. And 
we have a very real and a very honest conversation. Like I said, she doesn't hold back about her struggles with her own health and she really gets vulnerable and deep and I am so excited to be sharing this with you and enjoy, enjoy this journey of learning about your health, of having peace and why stress can be the one thing that's holding you back from really honoring your health and living life on purpose. All right, let's get to it. I am so excited today. I have Brandy today. So excited. Um, so, so grateful to have you on today and so grateful to share, be able to share your experience and your message with my audience. So thank you so much, Brandy, first and foremost. Well, Tiffany, thank you so much for having me. I really do um, appreciate you asking me coming on. Yes, yes. So I thought it would be good to start with you know, tell us a little bit about you and your story and what you do. Sure. Um, Actually, my story kind of starts in the middle. (laughs) Strangely enough, I, I don't feel like my life was overly complicated or anything like that. um, Until, let's see, I was, it was four years ago now, maybe 2016. I got very suddenly, um, sick, like very sick. I was pregnant with my third baby. Um, and it was about 13 weeks in 12, 13 weeks in, and I had some just crazy, sudden, scary symptoms come on just very suddenly. Um, unexplainable. I went and and saw somebody, um, they couldn't explain the symptoms. The baby at the time looked good no problems there. Um, and then I went in for an ultrasound a couple of weeks later and she was gone. And so it was kind of this spiral after that, you know, lost the baby, those symptoms that I was experiencing had, um, intensified and multiplied afterwards. Um, I saw doctor after doctor who kind of wanted to just chalk it up to depression or anxiety or, you know, all these other things that, you know, you kind of want to slap a label on if you can't really explain what's going on. But my symptoms were, were things like, um, uh, my hair was falling out. It was, it was thinning. I had, my heart felt like it was beating out of its chest, my chest and, um, just really, I felt really off, like just very chronically tired and very off. And I would wake up, um, in the middle of the night, which at the time I didn't realize what was happening, but in a panic, I was having a panic attack, which would happen at night, strangely enough. Um, or during the day I would get up and I would almost pass out. Um, or walking up the stairs felt like I was carrying a 10 pound weight on my shoulders. So all of these very weird symptoms that, um, couldn't be explained at the time. So ultimately what it came down to after months and months and months and months and months of, um, seeing doctors and being told that, you know, they couldn't figure it out. I went the holistic route and got a diagnosis immediately. Um, I had 
uh, Hashimoto's thyroiditis and Graves disease. Um, and I also had adrenal fatigue. So what I was told at the time is here, these are the protocols, but most like most important thing that you need to do is manage your stress. Okay. So what does that mean? Manage my stress, you know? So it kind of, I went on this journey. I kind of had to go backwards to go forwards. So I had to kind of go back to see what are these things that I'm that I need to pinpoint that are stressing me out. Not only the physical stress on my body from the disease processes, but emotional stresses, stresses from my lifestyle, um, unresolved traumas that I had had in the past so that I could move forward, which I spent a good deal of time really overhauling my whole life, my whole way of thinking, my whole way of eating, my whole way of being, um, spiritual practices, you name it, I overhauled it. And, and then I decided that, you know, I wanted to be the person that I needed at that time. And I became um, a certified holistic wellness coach who um, I work with women uh, who either have been diagnosed with adrenal fatigue or have chronic stress issues with chronic stress um, and need help kind of finding their way through it. And, you know, using tools that, um, that they can help themselves pinpoint where exactly these challenges are coming from and then working to reframe them, working through them so that, you know, they can, they can thrive and, and feel like themselves again. Oh, wow. Such like, wow. So first I want to say, you know, I'm so sorry about, you know, the loss of your child. And I know that process must have been so frustrating. And yeah, I can only imagine how much, how much you were going through at that time to have this and to not only experience the loss of a child, but then having to not know what exactly what was going on or not really having answers. Right. It was really, Yes, it was frustrating because I felt like it was too easy to chalk up those symptoms to um, the loss of the baby when in reality, yes, that was extremely traumatic. And that was one of the things that I had to work through. And I'm, I still work through it. It's been it's been, you know, over four years now. And that's not something that you just get over in a day. But all of those other symptoms that had happened before the loss of the baby that intensified after the loss of the baby were um, what was being overlooked. And it felt like I wasn't being heard or listened to or, you know, nobody was digging deep enough for my liking. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I have one of those personalities where I don't, I don't really accept that there's not an answer. I knew there was an answer. I just needed to find the right person to help me, <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And then it sounds like you found those, you found not only for yourself, some answers with the holistic medicine and everything, but then yeah. that has really caused you to do the work that you do now and really giving those answers and providing an alternative for women who are, like you said, suffering from the chronic stress and mm-hmm. adrenal fatigue. So, right. Yeah. I, I'm curious, what is adrenal fatigue? That's something that's very new for me. So 
Sure. And it, I mean, I think it's very new in general. So when I got that diagnosis, I was curious as well, because it's not really um, something that you typically get on the allopathic side of medicine. Um, usually this is something that will be dug into on more, um, of the quote unquote alternative side, um, holistic side, functional medicine, functional nutrition side. Um, but I mean, without getting too complicated, the adrenal glands produce a variety of hormones necessary for survival. And the most important is cortisol. Mm -hmm. So cortisol helps regulate blood sugar and body fat, um, protecting the body against infection and helping us adapt to stress. So when the adrenal glands are not putting out sufficient amounts of hormones or the the rhythms become disturbed, adrenal dysfunction can develop. So if you think about um, chronic stress, Chronic stress can be one of those factors that can lead to this dysfunction. Um, And it can be from chronic stress on your body due to inflammation. um, That's, you know, due to uh, disease processes, chronic disease, um, or it can be chronic external and emotional stress or both. Um, So if we think about like our daily lives and what that looks like now, I mean, we're constantly running Mm -hmm. relentless demands on our time and our attention. And it, I mean, it just seems to be ever, ever, sorry, never ending. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're just being asked for more and more and more and more and more. And then that also, you know, demands more and more and more and more hormone production, which puts a strain on our bodies and on our nervous systems. So, I mean, it's no wonder that we have all of these symptoms that you can't really pinpoint when it's really due to all the stress that we're putting on ourselves. And it's creating this issue where our bodies are just strained. We're, we're stretched to the limit and it starts to affect our hormones and our, our, um, body processes. And I mean, it starts to show up in imbalances, um, feeling overwhelmed really easily. Um, you feel exhausted despite getting adequate sleep. I mean, you can get a full night's sleep and still feel like you got hit by a Mack truck the next morning, you know, Mm -hmm. um, other symptoms include low blood sugar, uh, feeling faint, which was a big one for me. I mean, I could get up and feel like I was going to black out or pass out or just any like sudden movement felt very overwhelming for me. Um, brain fog was a really big one for me too. I, you know, I've been a photographer for 11 years now and I've had clients who I've had consistently for those 11 years, I've watched their families kind of grow up. And I remember, um, when I was at my worst going to a session and I could not remember their names. I, I went to say it and it was on the tip of my tongue and I could not recall their names or I couldn't recall certain words. Um, it just felt like I was not me anymore. Um, poor concentration, poor memory. I mean, the list kind of goes, goes on and on and on as far as um, how adrenal dysfunction or adrenal fatigue can show up in your life. But if you think about just the ones I just named, how that can make you feel just a little bit powerless. 
um, and not, not you. Yeah. And I'm wondering too, because we demand a lot of ourselves. Like, I think we live in a society now where we're like, go, go, go. Like you, you have to be going. There's like value, like in some way and like honor. Yeah. It's like busy, busy. Like I'm busy, I'm busy. And then I, we put so much trust on ourselves to be busy and to like get everything done. I think a lot of us, especially women, we feel like we can do everything. And then there's a lot of pressure on us in general to, to do like, to be the caretaker for the children, to have a, you know, to have a career, to make sure the house is maintained and all of this. So I'm wondering, like, this seems like something that's probably more of us have. And we just, we just don't know because I think it's become so common and so like normal to have some of these symptoms to, to, and if you think about women in general, and then motherhood on top of it, it's almost expected that you're going to be ragged. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. almost expected that you're going to be just depleted and not living as vitally as you did before. And I don't think that that's I don't, I don't think that that is necessarily has to be true. Um, it does deplete you, but there are things that you can do that you don't, I mean, motherhood and and womanhood doesn't have to be a ragged (sighs) lifestyle. It doesn't have to be some, uh, just a way of life that this is just expected that, you know, you're, you're depleted and tired all the time. I mean, yes, obviously there are strains on your body and time, um, especially with motherhood. Um, but you can be proactive in, in feeding yourself the things that you need emotionally, physically, everything so that you, you don't have to get that bad. You don't have to get there. You don't have to, suffer through if that makes sense yeah it makes 100 percent sense and then it's like this idea that you get to create you don't have to just settle this is settle and say this is the way it's going to be you know i'm going to be stressed i'm going to be depleted i'm not going to take care of myself and this is just the way it it, it is Mm -hmm. it sounds like really making your own rules and saying okay no this does not have to be this way i don't have to accept this as being the norm let me create something that takes into account my self-care right well while I'm also giving you know because when you take care of yourself like you know I know we talked about this last week but when you take care of yourself that's when you're able to give the most to your family and to your friends and to other things so yeah it sounds like changing those rules up it doesn't have to be that way Absolutely. And in my coaching practice, I very much approach it um, with a mind body approach, because there are things that you can do to feed your body to help alleviate some of those internal stresses. And then on top of it, you know, kind of the emotional, um, spiritual side of things as well. I mean, it all, it all plays a part. It all plays a part. And it's, it's a matter of pinpointing where for you, you know, you as a specific person, where are those imbalances and what do you most need to work on? You know, are you, um, an overthinker? Are you a perfectionist? What's your exercise regimen? Like what's your diet? Like where are you depleted 
and where do you need to be more nourished mind or body or both. Um, and so it's a matter of getting to the bottom of where those imbalances are. And typically when you start working on those, it, you have a trickle down effect. So it'll trickle down into all other aspects of your life. Um, so in my coaching practice, it's, um, called the wellness 360 approach. And you, we look at your life like a pie a little bit. So there's like the outer layers, um, which are your relationships, your purpose, your mindset, your spirituality, your finances, your career. And then you kind of have the inner layer, which is food, water, air, body, sun. So are you spending enough time nourishing all those areas? And if not, what's the area that you are, um, most out of balance with. So could it be a relationship? Could it be your purpose? Could it be, you know, your diet? Are you getting enough exercise? You know, all of these things. And so wherever that imbalance is or wherever you're lacking the most, typically when you start working on that area, it's going to affect all other areas because all of those areas touch. I mean, it's one, one big hole, one big picture. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so once you figure out where the imbalance from, you work on that specific thing in that specific area. Typically, um, typically we spend a lot of time, um, especially in those first few sessions. I, I don't think generally most of us really can just sit down and be like, oh yeah, I, I know exactly. I know exactly where my stress is coming from. I was not one of those people who knew exactly where my stress was coming from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was a person who something came up that was a roadblock that was in my way, something um, tragic, something um, that stressed me out or was stressful or whatever. It's, I was a person that would just kind of tuck it away and keep trucking. That's how I operated. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of kind of digging to, figure out, wow, you probably shouldn't do that. You're just like tucking all this stuff away. And if you look at your life kind of like a bucket and you've got these, all the stresses in your life as these little drips in the bucket, eventually that bucket is going to overflow. Yeah. Right. And you just, if you don't do things to kind of drain the bucket every once in a while to really deal with those stressors, you're going to boil over and it's going to be too much for you, which is exactly where I got to not only did I have these kind of underlying disease processes, but I had unresolved traumas. Um, the death of my father when I was very young, um, that again, as an 11 year old, you know, tucked away and kept trucking. (laughs) And I did that. I made it a habit throughout my entire life of just kind of, you know, any of those things that came up, you just bury it and move on. Um, So it took me like pinpointing all these other things that I was doing that I didn't realize that I was doing that weren't good for me. So those first few sessions um, in my coaching practice, I really kind of help you figure out where it is in this bigger picture that your imbalances are coming from. And we kind of work from there. We kind of work outward from there. Or if you come to me and say, Hey, my practitioner said I've got adrenal fatigue or something else going on and I need to manage my stress. I need help. 
then we kind of dig to see where these stressors are coming from, what you can eliminate, um, what you can add even, um, and work that way. Because I think that's one of the biggest things that people say, okay, well, I have this diagnosis now, what? Mm -hmm. Because your practitioner's not on call 24 seven, your practitioner can't tell you how you can manage your stress or what you need to do. I mean, they can, but that often requires kind of changing habits, changing your mindset, changing the way that you look at the world that you've created around you. And that's not easy. Yeah. And that's all I am is a coach to help you uncover what these blocks are and help you take baby steps forward. Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned something that was really um, powerful for me. And it, it was this idea too, that this work is so valuable because I think we would also live in this society of I'm fine. Like everything's yeah. fine. So that, and then the addition of this go, go, go like mentality in, in society, it's like, so this I'm fine and just go and just push through and the work you do is so valuable because it's like, okay, no, let's take a step back yeah. and what's there. Let's deal with these. Let's get, let's dig, let's get in there because these things are impacting us daily. It's in, and, and, and yeah, they manifest in our lives and we're not able to fully show up. And there's all these different things, like you said, like the habits and the mindsets we've created these, um, these uh, filters or these, we've created a, a life and a filter of how we are representing ourselves in life. So really getting to those deeper things and resolving those, it's, it's so valuable. Right. And I think what's interesting is you kind of get on this track, you know, if you see your life on this track and you're just kind of chugging along on this track and you know, that the train's going a little too fast and it's, it's spinning out of control, but how do I get off this track? How do I, how do I pump the brakes and completely create or recreate this life that I've, you know, put this train on this track that I've put my life on? That's difficult. Yeah. That is really, really difficult. And that's often where you need a little bit of support, you know, cause thinking about completely overhauling a life that you've created yourself, whether it's working or not is terrifying. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> terrifying and it's really uncomfortable. And I don't think, I, I think I would be doing people an injustice by saying that it's going to be easy mm-hmm. because it's not, it's super uncomfortable yeah. because anything worthwhile is going to be a little bit, at least a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, all of the changes that I made, some were easier than others, but they were all pretty uncomfortable. I mean, completely changing my diet to one that's not super convenient ever, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but made me feel a whole hell of a lot better. But it was the changes that I made that, um, affected other people. And I don't mean like affected in a negative way, but went against their expectations Mm -hmm. because I had been one person for the longest time. And this is the only person that anybody ever knew. Mm -hmm. 
And then all of a sudden I was making these changes and it, it's, it's hard for other people to wrap their minds around. And I've always been very much a people pleaser and that was really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest changes that I made was I started saying no to people. I started saying no to things that, you know, weren't serving me or my family. Um, and it wasn't something people expected and, it's yeah, it made me uncomfortable to think that I was disappointing somebody, but it created this space in my life for healing. It created a space where I could focus more energy on my kids. I could focus more energy on fun. (laughs) You know, I could focus more energy on my relationships because all of those things all of those things are what's feeding your soul and what's, you know, whether it's, you know, me personally or, or somebody else, whatever it is that feeds your soul, make room for those things. And if that means saying no to other people or doing things that other people expect of you, okay. It's okay. Yeah. But it's uncomfortable. It will be. So, I mean, having that support, or somebody behind you kind of saying, it's okay. You know, let me get you through this. Let's take some baby steps. That's, that's all I'm really here for. Yeah. Cause that process is scary and it's any change is scary and going through that, especially like if, especially if you're trying to do it alone, it can be really difficult because you can't sometimes cause we're in things so much we can't mm-hmm. see it's hard to detach from that. And it's so much easier for someone from the outside to see the things that we don't see or, and also to see the, the great in us that we don't see. Like, I think that's another big thing is that we don't see our potential sometimes or the, our gifts and, and all of that. So. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Yeah. You're very, I mean, having an outside perspective, I think is really important. Um, I've surrounded myself with some, a really great team. I call them my team, but you know, um, my functional nutritionist, um, I have a good friend who's an oriental medicine doctor, um, chiropractors, my PCP, Mm -hmm. um, all of these people that you kind of surround yourself that, that are like really supporting you, really supporting and can kind of push you and see things in you. I mean, it's, it, it has helped immensely. Um, and I think that's another thing that's really important for people to know is surround yourself with people who have your best interest at heart, who are, you know, feeding you the good stuff Yeah, and not dragging you down. There's, there's no, there's no shame or no harm in kind of cutting, like trimming the fat. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because if if someone isn't really, I don't want to say not bringing value to your life, but if they're taking something away from you, so if they're take whether that's your self respect or they're you know demeaning you or whatever it is, if they're taking something from you, then yeah, no, no. Or if they're creating, if they're a source of the stress that's keeping you sick. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, there's no, again, there's no shame in trying to eliminating the sources of stress, whether it's 
people, which Mm -hmm. a lot of the times it can be, um, or other outside factors. So there's, there's definitely no harm in kind of eliminating the people in your life that are creating the stress that are, that's keeping you ill. Yeah. You have to be able to say yes to yourself, even if it's a no for someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm curious, what, what are some ways for, for women or people in general to, to manage that stress or what are some tips or tools or tricks or anything that's helpful? Sure. Um, well I have, so after you have finished the 12 week program with me, I have a little blueprint that I send off, um, for people just as a reminder of things to keep in mind that they can do on a daily basis. Um, those are number one, first and foremost, intentionally choose a positive mindset. And I know that sounds really hard (laughs) sometimes to like, just wake up and try to be happy, but it is possible because so much is happening these days that it's completely out of our control and choosing how we react and choosing our mindset is the only thing that we can control. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's one of them. And that kind of helps you to kind of eliminate that stress of anger or frustration or those things that are really toxic to ourselves. Um, And then setting aside quiet time, both mentally and physically. Um, I'm the type of person that I need time to recharge away from people, away from, (laughs) away from everything. I mean, my family knows (laughs) that about me. Like I need, I need some quiet every once in a while. It doesn't need to be like a whole day, just, you know, a little bit of time here and there. Um, I'll slip off and read a book or take a bubble bath or whatever it is. Um, But, you know, we, again, like going back to before we live in a world of constant stimulation and it does our nervous system, no favors. Mm -hmm. Um, and oftentimes we fear silence or idleness because that leaves us alone with our thoughts and feelings that, and usually those are thoughts and feelings that we're trying to avoid. Mm -hmm. Um, so having that, that stillness or, that quiet time kind of allows you to go inward and be alone with your thoughts. And whether you choose to deal with them or not, they're there, you're recognizing them. Um, I mean, that can be really important. And then making movement a part of your daily routine. And this is a tricky one because for people with adrenal fatigue, um, like high impact exercise and workouts isn't usually recommended because you're getting these like quick bursts of adrenaline oftentimes, and that's, will stress your adrenals even more. Um, so you would be looking at if that's, if that's one of the areas, um, that you're struggling with at things like yoga, um, walking, even jogging, um, kind of more like Pilates, like low, more low impact exercise Mm -hmm. um, is important. And then let's see, um, incorporating one detox principle a day. So whether that's not drinking alcohol that day, 
um, removing a toxic body product, uh, because that, um, and this is a whole other topic, but (laughs) women in general, we put more, we use more body products than men typically. Mm -hmm. And our products have more endocrine disruptors inside of them than, just about anything you could be doing and put in. We, I, we put so many of them on like lotions, makeup, um, perfumes, shampoos, you name it. So like eliminating like one toxic body product, um, eliminating toxic thoughts and eliminating inflammatory foods. Um, when you're talking about dealing with chronic inflammation and adrenal fatigue, you really want to kind of cool things off a little bit. So in eliminating the foods that are like feeding that inflammation are only going to make your body internally feel better. Okay. Um, eat at least one colorful fresh food per meal. And I mean, that's going to lend itself to creating healthy eating habits. Um, consume at least one healthy fat and one quality protein with each meal. I mean, that's going to lend itself um, to boosting cellular health, hormone building, brain function, stabilizing blood sugar, which is a really huge one for adrenal fatigue. When your con- your when your blood sugar is constantly like fluctuating up and down, up and down, up and down, that also puts stress stress on your adrenals. So blood sugar is really huge there. Um, and strive for grace, not perfection. Yeah. And that was a big one for me personally. I sh- probably should have put that at the top of the list. <laughs> I love that too. (laughs) So, um, I mean, you say perfection's not attainable and it's, it's a really heavy burden to carry. Yeah. It takes (laughs) so much of our joy away. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, those are just some of the main ones that I like to focus on, you know, on top of intentionally slowing down and saying no, um, those are kind of the big ones that I like to help people push them along and start working on and start creating these new habits. So that speeding train you were on before now becomes more of a, a rolling little sightseeing, beautiful train ride. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So really taking care of yourself, it sounds like really just, it doesn't have to be complicated. It's sounding like just something small and making small changes. Like you said, the baby steps, taking the baby steps. Right. And I, and I don't want to dismiss the fact that it, for somebody who is trying to make these changes, who it sounds very, it can sound very overwhelming. It sounds like a lot, Mm -hmm. especially if you've been doing the same things for your entire life, asking somebody to make these, these changes sounds very overwhelming. If you list them off like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but baby steps is kind of the way to go here. Um, and dealing with any kind of roadblocks that come along when you're trying to make these changes, because it's really easy to say, I will add one colorful food, one fat and one protein with every meal (laughs) every day. When in reality, you've been eating fast food for most meals every day, that is going to be extremely difficult. Yeah. I don't want to dismiss how hard these changes will be to make, but it is possible. Yeah. And you know what? I, you brought up something that just 
makes me think of something in my own personal life is I've been wanting to eat healthier. So instead of saying like, I'm going to do all these different things, it's like, just make, make a substitute. So instead of me getting like bread. white bread, I'll get whole wheat bread, you bread. know, I'm like, okay. So it takes a lot of that pressure off to say, okay, I'm going to just do these small things. So instead of maybe eating chips, maybe I'll eat some broccoli for a snack. So just doing right. those little small things and giving myself permission to say, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent perfect. I'm just making small changes. And then eventually I can build upon those smaller, those small changes to make larger changes. Right. Cause once you make one thing a habit, then it's not a, it's, it's not something you need to break anymore. It is a part of your daily routine, just like the other habits were a part of your daily routine before. Mm -hmm. So they become solid and then you can move on to something else and then something else. You can just keep building upon that and building upon that and building upon that. And then before you know it, your life has completely been overhauled and you don't even realize it Yeah. until you start feeling the benefits of it. You're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened? Right. It was the strangest <laughs> thing. I mean, for me, I remember my practitioner said, okay, this is, <laughs> this is what you have going on. And these are the things that you need to do. And a lot of it was, um, you know, I, I had to remove gluten and dairy and I had to manage my stress and, um, really, I had to really think about what I was putting in my body, both physically and emotionally. And I remember thinking like, you're crazy. I, there's no, there is no way there's no way, but I did because I was desperate. I mean, I was so desperate to feel like myself again. And I remember hitting the two week mark after I made these changes. And I mean, I stuck to it. I was really determined and I hit the two week mark and I realized that I could think again. I realized that, um, my issues that I was having with my panic attacks in the middle of the night, I hadn't had one in those two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, I realized that my joints weren't hurting as much as they had before, um, all of these things I realized slowly started to get better. And I slowly, like just within two weeks, just wow. within two weeks, it was crazy. So when you start seeing the results of the changes that you're making, then you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I could keep going. Yeah. And I think that's the boost that you need is results. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the sometimes benefits. some things will take longer than others. And I like to remind people that, you know, you didn't get, you didn't get here overnight. This is a lifetime of habits. This is a lifetime of lifetime of things that you've been, um, accumulating. It's not, it's not a quick fix. You're not going to feel better overnight. It's going to be a lot of hard work, but when you do start feeling the effects of the changes that you're making, it's going to be so worth it. Cause you're going to feel like a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You have those results and then it just reinforces it. And yeah, it's just so amazing how those small changes can lead to huge benefits. Right. And we, when we start feeling good, then the possibilities are endless of what else we can do. Okay. I'm feeling great now. Now let me focus on something that I've been wanting to do. Let me focus on a business I've been wanting to build. Let me, let me focus on a relationship maybe that needed a little bit more attention. Let me focus on friendships that maybe I've been, um, you know, not, not spending enough time nurturing, um, whatever it is, you now have energy to focus on those things that are important to you. Yeah. 
it creates room. It creates space. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say there's a woman and, and, you know, she has been experiencing some of, you know, so some of these things that you've Mm -hmm. mentioned and having some stress, um, when do, when do they know it's time to reach out and to seek support? What would you say? Sure. Well, typically, um, I recommend if, if you're wanting to work on the adrenal fatigue side of things, those protocols, um, make sure have a diagnosis first. I do not diagnose. I am a coach. So if you've gotten a diagnosis and your practitioner says to you, okay, these are the things that you need to do. And you feel absolutely overwhelmed. That's when you would call me Mm -hmm. or if you are a woman experiencing uh, chronic stress, just cannot, cannot get through your days anymore. You don't find joy in your everyday life. If it's trickling down into your physical health, your emotional health, and you need, you need that support behind you to, to help you make the changes to move forward and to move out of that. That's also when you would call me. Um, I, I work a little bit differently with people that are dealing with adrenal issues than I do with just everyday stresses. So there's, um, there's a little bit different support, but if you think that adrenal fatigue may be your issue, definitely see, go see a functional medicine practitioner, um, a DO, you can see, um, someone in functional medicine, functional nutrition and functional medicine are different. Um, anybody in like the alternative health practices are going to be who you'll want to see for that kind of diagnosis or to rule it out even. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I hope that helps. <laughs> yes, that's very helpful. Helpful yes. for me to, to know, to tell people as well. Yeah. So this has been great, Randy. I like this has been so helpful, not only to me, but I know it's helpful for other people. And yeah, I just really love this conversation. So thanks. Thank, thank you, you so for so much for having me on. I really appreciate being able to, uh, to share um, my message and what I do with everybody. Yeah. So For people who want to know more about you and what you do, where can they find you? Sure. Um, My website is wellness360coach.com slash brandy dash eilert. And then you can find me on Facebook, uh, Brandy Eilert, Holistic Wellness Coach, or on Instagram, um, Brandy Eilert, Eilert Wellness Coach. Great. I'll make sure I have all of that in the show notes as well. So Yeah, I want us to say thank you again. And this is awesome. And continue doing the great work that you do. Well, thank you, Tiffany. You too. I really appreciate um, your time and everything that you're doing and sharing these messages on your podcast. Thank you. 